Welcome, friends, to Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter. We bring you the greatest female voices in the music industry, from the artists, songwriters, and producers, to managers and executives, and all the women who make the music industry what it is today. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Crazy Women Country. I'm Donna. I'm Paula, and today we have Deborah Crooks with us. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thankfully, here in California. Wonderful. Thank you very much for joining us today. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, So, tell all our Crazy Women Country fans, who is Deborah Crooks? Ah, well, (laughs) I am. I'm a singer-songwriter and writer in California, and I've been making music pretty consistently for the past couple decades, and um, I grew up in California, lived in various places in the country, but I've been in California most of my life, and um, normally... (laughs) perform pretty regularly live. during COVID times, my life has been pretty local in the Bay Area and uh, actually very local. We um, we did a lot of porch concerts on our porch for our neighbors and um, that kind of carried us through the whole not playing live. So we actually played live to some people, which was nice. And um, yeah, I am a artist in California. <laughs> it's a short answer. that's very cool the way you uh, did the live porch concerts to continue playing live that definitely I'm sure that brought a lot of joy to your neighbors yeah it was a kind of a big thing here is um, I live in a town next near Oakland that's pretty flat and has a lot of the like basically as soon as we shut down there was a call for musicians to play on their porches and for for multiple months, every week, every Friday, it was a thing, and people would ride their bikes around and see. Like it was almost like a little local mini music festival. So, um, carried us through. Yeah, it was really nice, and we actually met a lot of people we didn't know. Because I mean, I think everybody who stayed home a lot this year, you met people you didn't know before that lived in your neighborhood because everybody was home. Um, <laughs> so that was that was nice. Yeah, when it stopped, I was a little like, oh, now I know what everybody else feels like. Because it kind of, you know, it wasn't the same as going to a show show, but it was, it really carried us through. Um, Yeah, and we did, we managed to do a fair amount of recording during this year too. Uh, A lot of home stuff and just flying files around. So I I managed to keep creating through all this. Yeah. Perfect. So in 2019, you released um, an album. The Department of the West. Tell us all about that. Oh, yes, I know. And that was the hard thing about going to shutdown a couple months after that, because I, um, that was a really fun project to work on. It, a lot of thematic bits of it were place-based around the, the, the West. And I had a great band I recorded with and played a few shows with, um, did the album, recorded it at Tiny Telephone in San Francisco, um, which is a studio that the one in San Francisco is now since closed, but uh, just uh, 
kind of the music I wanted to make. It's, you know, it's a, it's a very Americana rock record and, um, 11 songs. I felt really good about that statement <laughs> and literally only played like two or three shows with that band and then it was shut down. So, um, yeah, most, um, I would, what else to say about it? It's gotten some radio, thankfully, if it didn't go out too far, um, the live version. But of course, I still play those songs. Um, Yeah. So was there a favorite song off there that you wrote? Like, there's one that that doesn't, I know they're all your favorites, right? But is there one that was like, it stood out to you more? Well, it's always interesting because there's the songs that you write that sometimes take the most out of you and move you the most forward. And then there's the songs that end up being like the keepers that are the best to play live. And those aren't always the same. And then there's the songs that feel like medicine, like they're the ones to sing in a way that. um, So, I mean, there's a song on there, The Other Side, which I wrote after I learned someone I'd been in love with years ago had passed and that was such a shock and so I wrote that song and for a while I was just singing it around the house a lot not even sure I would do anything with it and um my husband's like oh that's I like that song I'm like that's good because you know it's like about someone from the past but it felt like medicine to sing and I, I do like playing that live um though it's not it's a more plaintive song and then another song, Long Roads, I felt like that was maybe the most meaningful for me to write. I don't know if I sent that. You know, that was definitely about just a lot of what it took to be singing in the first place based on my history. And, you know, um, definitely Me Too kind of played into a little bit of that as far as write, actually writing it. And uh, that feels like a medicine song too. It's not doesn't fit in every set, you yeah. know what I mean. Um, and then I would say, "Let the river do the running." I wrote that at the same um, retreat that I just was on recently in Idaho, so right by the uh, Salmon River. It's a it's more about love and relationship, but I feel like I was succeeded in the way I wanted to as far as use of metaphor satisfying chorus for me to sing and i feel like that song you know that gets more that's 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 like one of the keepers you know what i mean like it i can play that alone i can play it with the full band it generally um and it generally does what it needs to do as a, as a song <laughs> And then I would say the title song was, uh, I really enjoy playing that. The band really likes that. It's kind of rocking. It's, you know, minor, minor key. And, uh, it, um, and, uh, it's a little bit angry, but it's also, again, it's a, there's to me a lot of medicine in it as far as it was really kind of coming to grips with really understanding, um, how in the U S you know, we're on, native land and we're not the natives and we did horrible things to be here and it what inspired it was kind of a family dispute over a piece of land that had been inherited and, and it was painful to let that land go but in the end i realized we don't own this this was never ours this is this is there's this concept of ownership is 
not real, even though so much of what we do is based on that. And um, so there's personally it meant a lot to me. And then I think as just a song that seems to hit um, and is satisfying to play and the band really likes to play it, whether they are, they just like the music, you know? <laughs> um, so there's a lot, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I felt like that's why I really feel I felt satisfied with that project as far as, you know, not every recording project turns out maybe the way you thought it would, you know, the, the, there's records or records or records of a certain amount of time. You, you have the best of hopes, but sometimes, you know, whatever it, you know, we, we do our work and it's sometimes only in the rear view that we can even understand what it really was. Um, but now that feels like a long time ago. It's, you know, just, and not, not playing the songs as much as I thought um, yeah. and they will be played, but you know, other songs are getting written now. So many COVID this whole year is just a whole other world of information and inspiration and process. So um, anyhow, it's a long answer to your question. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was wonderful. I really love to like hear, I love to hear about, behind the songs um as as a lyricist especially for me at my end i'm like i always want to know is it something personal is it something that you know there are people that write more commercially where it's not as personal or medicine as you were saying and it's something more just fun to write to you know to keep in the craft and and that's sometimes you know that's okay too but you know sometimes you just want to hear the stories behind them so yeah thank you i mean i think um there might be a little bias being a bay area artist i think we there's a lot of people that are more artists. We're just all being artists and writing, you know, into geeking out on writing songs. And it's a little like we forget sometimes about the commercial aspect for better or worse, you know, not that not everybody, it's but it's not as industry focused as if, you know, I was in Nashville doing the writing things. And I mean, I like co-writing when there isn't such a culture of it here but I always enjoy co-writing for that reason. Cause usually when I co-write, it's more about, it is, you know, getting in and seeing what you can do, but it's not so much, it's not, it doesn't start with maybe my, my, my bone to pick, you know, whatever that is or emotion. And I, I feel like the best thing is when you can write a song, that's just a really good song that you might utilize your experience, but it's really not about you. I think that maybe might be the most, successful place to be not talking about commercial success necessarily but where you can hit that universal something whether everybody's relating to it slightly different but it has that has that truth in it yeah that's you know that's a tricky thing because sometimes you want those details that are specific and interesting but if they're so specific and interesting, they might just alienate your listener. Like, okay, that's great. Yeah. She had that. You know, she had that experience. <laughs> we do our best. Yeah. We all do our best. <laughs> sort of touch the subject, but don't go too deep, so everybody can relate to it, rather than just you know. Um, but yeah, that's very cool. And I think. You yeah, know, I mean, it's hard. Go. On. I mean, I think it's everybody's different, but I think it's harder to think you're going to try to please somebody 
before you've actually started the song. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's, it's going to be quite a difficult thing to do. You know, I mean, you write the songs from personal experience or whatever, but you never know how they're going to be taken. You know, they can either be taken in such a... a yeah, you don't have Or it's like, you know, it just dies type thing. You know, it's going to be a really hard thing to do. And you really open yourself up to, you know, whatever's going to happen. So, Yeah, I mean, that's the trick is just letting go of, like, offering it. <laughs> and not not detaching from what others have made will relate. And sometimes people like things that you don't really like that much or don't think that much of. But it just and and that's great, you know. But it's I I think I've gotten better of just like okay, this is what I made. I just want to share it. Like yeah. to me, like I, that's me being a healthy artist where you're. In your, you're in the creative zone, and you're sharing things, and hopefully, hopefully, learning from whatever the result was, and bettering yourself, or, you know, getting, you know, whatever, you, whatever the next thing that would be to learn or grow or improve. There's always room, and it's all, and and it, I like recording and finishing projects for that reason because it's almost when I'm done, I can tell. Yeah. You know, until something's kind of completed, I can go, oh, that did what I wanted to. Oh, that is okay. It needs to be better, you know, and how to let it go. Because there's definitely things that at the time I thought they were like, woohoo, and now I don't think so at all. <laughs> but I had to do that to get to the next thing, you know, like it's kind of like you have to do just well. moving down the road. Yeah. You know, so you. I was just going to ask, oh, who are some of like... Good. <laughs> Good. No, ask your questions. Fine. I was just going to ask some of the women that have inspired you. Because each person is different, especially like in, in your sense as more of the artist of, of just doing what, what you love and, and what you want to share with everyone, you know, versus more commercial artists where they're like, oh, well, we got to have this, this, and this on our album. And, you know, so who are some of the women that inspired you? Right. Uh, well, I would say some of the, I mean, I always cite Sean Colvin because I don't know if you've listened. She's not necessarily country, but I, early on when I heard her, I thought, oh, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> this, this is got a lot of, you know, she's got a lot of emotional stuff going on and, and beautiful writing, great guitar player. But I, I felt like she kind of, I felt permission to write personal stuff from her in a certain way. And then uh, Bonnie Raitt was, is, is always, I mean, I'm nothing like her, but she's just like amazingly kick-ass and a pioneer. And, and um, uh, there's a lot of people, Roseanne Cash. I really like um, seeing her live was like, Whoa. And um still I get a lot of mileage out of those folks, you know, watching as Sean Colvin was doing some little pandemic thing on her phone, you know, or like Instagram live, you know, early on in the pandemic. I'm like, that she's just like us, you know, <laughs> you know, right. You know, but I mean, like those are people that, 
they're they're never not being artists they're always questing as well yeah um and patty smith is amazing mm -hmm. and not country but you know when i ani ani defranco you know yes. um lucinda williams huge yeah more on the country side of things similarly lucinda definitely you know she's kind of got that swagger and gritty and she's not necessarily writing about pretty stuff you know so that was also permission um there's a lot of glossy things i like and can listen to too but i i tend to like something that has a little grit in it yeah there's some great women yes yeah I started thinking, okay, I'm, I might be dating myself here, but I started thinking Lilith Fair immediately when you mentioned Sean Colvin and, and all those women. I'm like, yep. Well, I'm dating myself. I mean, I can't, you know, it's, I've just kind of gotten over that. You know? <laughs> but, um, you know, it's funny. I was talking about at the songwriting retreat, I was talking about going to a Lilith Fair and seeing um, Fiona Apple <laughs> And her band, and her band, her guys and her band had dressed up in dresses. <laughs> and, I was like, and they were, they were, they were just doing it to be, you know, collegial. And they, they, they looked cool, you know. It was, and it was just uh, fun. And then I did go many years later to the when they rebooted it for a year or so. Yes, and um, yes. that was kind of interesting. So it was like, oh, and I hadn't. There was a uh, Miranda Lambert was there. I remember she was great, and um, and then there was Hart and Sarah McLaughlin and yes. who else? But it was oh. but it was great. Lori they were McKenna, all great. They're all. Um, I love Lori McKenna. Mm -hmm. I didn't see her at Little Affair, but she's amazing. So yeah, that that's where I learned of her. It was I think ninety nine, and I wasn't allowed to go because I was like you know just under eighteen there, and Mom said no. But uh, yeah, my friends called me up like, you would have loved these people. I'm like, thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Must have been the East Coast. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I didn't know about Laura McKenna until a couple of years ago, a few years ago now, you know, and I think she's probably been big on the, because she's Boston area, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. A Boston, Nashville kind of thing going on. But um, yeah, she's fabulous. Those are the exactly type of people I love, you know, just... They, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Wonderful. I can only aspire. <laughs> <laughs> but those, you know, those were like that. I think that's why it's so important to do what you do. Cause you never know who you're going to influence and how those, those seeing some of those people early on or hearing them was like kind of huge, just huge, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's perfect. That's so cool. amazing women there. Absolutely. Yes. So, this is our quick fire question part. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> these are dead easy. These are fun. Um, and you'll love them. Everybody loves them. Okay. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. As ready as I'm going to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, early bird or night owl? Oh, I'm an early bird. I love the morning. Morning's a good, I must admit. Um, what sitcom family would you be a member of? Or TV family? But sitcom family? Huh. Oh, my God. Um, 
Can I pass? I don't know. <laughs> Is there a TV family you'd like to be a member of? I don't watch enough TV. <laughs> um, I think it'd be fun to be like on Colbert or something. Be like a like come to visit. Be Colbert's cousin that kind of comes in. <laughs> Hi, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's not really it's not really but i mean just yeah (laughs) okay if we had a look on your phone or your ipod or music holder what would be hidden what would be your guilty pleasure music what would be hidden deep on oh you know um i call it woo 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 music it's not it's not um it's kind of like if things are stressful or i can't sleep i'll sometimes listen to like i don't know healing vibes music like spa music you know or tranquil rain you know something (laughs) yes i mean that would be that would be the geekiest i mean i can look maybe maybe i can look but that's (laughs) what is that you know it's kind of like because i can't sleep i'll have to try that sometime (laughs) i usually read when i can't sleep yeah me too but yeah your eyes get tired yeah oh i i um let's see if i can see find anything that would be probably it I, I have to say that um, probably some, I don't know if I have any because I just stream like everybody else probably, but um, like uh, some Madonna, early Madonna, or not not early, early Madonna, like mid something Madonna that would get me dancing. Oh, I know it would be Bee Gees because like I, when I watched the Bee Gees documentary this year, I was like, oh my God. I love, this just makes you dance because it just makes you dance. So I was listening to Bee Gees for a while, and they're great songwriters, yeah. by the way, mm-hmm. you know, or they were. And um, so stuff like that that just makes that's not what I do, but makes me dance. Yeah. That just kind of takes me out. Yeah. Okay. What's the weirdest, strangest, <laughs> sweetest thing a fan has ever done to you? Oh, I, I'm just, I, someone like painted a shell, like painted a sand dollar and gave it to me. <laughs> like, thank you for live music. The best, I mean, the nicest thing is when people like share your music, you know, and, you know, buy it for people. But I think the sweetest thing, thing that's given me is, I think it's, I think I still have it somewhere. It's like a painted sand dollar and, oh. um, yeah. Things like that, things that are like little crafty things or draw or drawings. I think. Yeah. Oh, that was one of the sweetest things. Someone, um, some um, child drew a picture and brought it to me, and it was like, you know, it was I wrote it was some sort of flower, it, but it was. But I think it stayed in my guitar case for a while because that made me so happy, you know, Aww. to open to see that. That's wonderful. Um, boots or heels. Oh, boots. Uh, what's your favorite drink? 
My favorite drink? Are you talking any drink? Any drink. Any kind. Um, what is my favorite? I have to say, this is so California. Kombucha. <laughs> but I like when I was in Idaho, I was like, where do I find the kombucha? At, like the two little grocery stores in, in this tiny little mountain town. You know? We're like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> they actually had some. Oh, yeah. nice. Only one brand. You know, here it's like 20 brands. Which one do you want? <laughs> Yeah, better booch kombucha. <laughs> What's your favorite holiday? Oh, I like, it's controversial, but I like Thanksgiving as we now know it. As far as I really like November and I like the whole idea of just, um, cooking lots of food and eating with people and being grateful. But it's a little bit not, I wouldn't necessarily associate it with, you know, like back to my department in the West. Like there's a, it's not, it's a, it's a, it's a whitewashed holiday, I think. But it's, but yeah. yeah. What's your favorite animal? Animal? Favorite animal. Oh, um, uh, don't let my cat hear it, but it would be a uh, peregrine falcon. So I have a cool. whole bird thing that is in my life. <laughs> um, if you could add somebody to Mount Rushmore, who would it be and why? And it doesn't have to be a president. It can be anybody you want up there. We were going to add Dolly Parton just because she's so cool. <laughs> Dolly Parton's a really good choice. I would say that is a really good choice because she's really cool. Um, oh, I would say someone like uh, Maya Angela or Toni Morrison. Great choice. Some really wise woman who's transcended a lot of stuff. <laughs> knows the knows the score and didn't you know yeah. yeah. Um okay, what was the first concert you went to? Ah, Tom Petty at the Santa Cruz Civic Auditorium. Oh. I think I was fourteen years old. Life changing. <laughs> Got up to the front of the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so cool. I didn't have to live like a refugee. <laughs> okay, so what's your favorite color? Oh, that's hard. I would say like turquoise blue, you know, like the color, probably you get the color of your water out there in Florida, like that lovely warm water turquoise blue. Perfect. You know what else is that blue color like that, though? The cold glacier water. It is that beautiful color. Just that we don't want to go swimming in that cold, but yes. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, though, isn't it? It's such a stunning color. What's the best thing since sliced bread? The best thing since sliced bread. Hmm. 
<laughs> you know, it's funny when I was little, I don't really eat bread anymore, but I ate so much Wonder Bread. Isn't that horrible? <laughs> and I thought it was great. Um, now, are we talking food or just anything? Anything. Anything. Best thing since sliced bread, I would say, is vaccines for COVID so that we can get back on our feet. I know it's a controversial thing for some people, but it's pretty darn radical. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the long-term side effects of it, if, you, if you have, you've had it and you have those long-term, that's not cool. So, yeah, get vaccinated, COVID, people. Have you? Yeah. Did either of you have COVID? No. Did either of you? No. Thank good thing. Yeah. 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 Um, no. yeah. I hid away. I didn't leave the house. <laughs> Literally, I was like, I left for food and come home again. That was it. Didn't leave. Yeah. yeah. So unbelievable. Yeah. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So, if you could talk to anyone, alive or dead, who would you want to talk to and what would you want to talk about? You know, I think I would like to talk to Tom Petty. Talk about music, staying true to yourself, um, the in, the nitty gritty of songwriting. When do you, how do you, you know? And um, he just seems so cool. Such a yeah. bummer yeah. when he died. Yeah. So if you weren't doing music, what would you be doing? Oh, I'd probably do, um, well, let's see, it's hard because sometimes I th try to do some of these things, but um, what would I really be doing if I wasn't doing music? I'd probably do something uh, with wildlife conservation. Yeah, I do, you know, I had to do some volunteer stuff especially this year doing having more time, but um, yeah, just working with animals. When I, we went to Alaska a couple of years ago and there was this wildlife like park where the animals had been the rescue, like moose and rescue bear and rescue, <laughs> you know, what things that had been yeah. separated from their yeah. mother at birth out in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, I would work here if I lived in, <laughs> if I lived in Anchorage. <laughs> I would be, want to be around these moose. They're really cool. These are amazing. I had no, I had nothing about moose before I went on that trip, and I saw these moose, and they were just so present. Yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> if you could be a Disney character, what character would you be? Oh, gosh. Um, is Flipper a Disney character? Flipper. Do we know? I don't know. I don't. I, I mean, technically, I guess some, it wasn't a Disney that originally did the TV show Flipper, was it? Or was it? Uh, maybe not Flipper. I'm thinking some animated <laughs> animal. Animal. <laughs> 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 oh, I have a good friend, and she's like a Disney devotee, and I'm not. And I don't. I don't want. I wouldn't be some princess. No, that wouldn't be my thing. I need some happy, happy animated elephant or dolphin. <laughs> oh, Disney character. That's like, you know, yeah. Isn't there like a, an elephant? Uh, yes, Dumbo was uh, the first Dumbo. elephant. Yep. 
<laughs> I think that was like 19, I would say 53 or 56 that it came out, something like that. Yeah. Well, like, I'm thinking the classics. There's yeah. like what, Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse and mm-hmm. Pluto. And um, I don't want to be, yeah. No. I don't think I'm a princess. No. <laughs> Not for those purposes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, so what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Oh, I would say chocolate. Like chocolate, chocolate. Nice. Salted chocolate or salted caramel chocolate or something like that. (laughs) I'm just getting hungry, that's all. It's dinner time here. (laughs) How many? This is more than five questions, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot more than five. We just said rapid fire. We didn't say five. Yeah, oh, I thought you said these are five questions. He's a rapid fire. Okay. No, it's like right. 100 you questions, know. you know. So, uh, you what's your favorite go to snack? Um, I really, uh, chocolate. No, I really chocolate. like chocolate covered cashews that are un, they're not sugar sweetened. They're just like dark chocolate with salt mm-hmm. and cashews. Yeah, those are yummy. In so, in moderation. <laughs> Everything in moderation. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, you know, it's like they come in a bag, and the bag serves like four. You know, it's one of those things. This is four servings, and you don't want to eat the whole bag. But I kind of have to hide it okay. from myself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <sighs> so hypothetically, if I told you I needed to hide a dead body, do you know a good place? Oh gosh. <laughs> Oh, no. I don't know. I would say um, probably the ocean. That's a good one. You're in Florida. You're in Florida. I was joking, saying I'm going to take people to go pet the gators, you know. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's the thing. There's all these things that would, yeah. I, I don't like to think about that, but I feel like that would take care of the evidence really that would quick. That would take care of your problem, wouldn't it? <laughs> we pretty quick. Yeah. Oh, so tell us what would be a good theme song for your life or this point of your life. Oh, there's a this is really an old song, but and I was quite small. Um, but it was uh, Kate Bush running up that hill. Mm. Yeah, that song. It's like keep running up that hill, no problem. Yeah, I know. I kind of feel like. There's always a hill, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. That's cool. That's a good song. Absolutely. So if you haven't heard that song, everyone go listen to that too. So. Yeah. Oh, and then there's another one that will date me, but I, it, it comes up a lot and they still play it is um, Steve Winwood, Higher Love. Yeah. Yep. It's got Shaka Khan in it. Songs, yeah. yeah. That's also really old, and I was quite young, but I've always loved that song. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good song. That is. So tell all of our audience a artist, an album, whatever, that they should listen to before they die. Your music uh, recommendations. Uh, it can be a couple. Okay. Well, I, I think... Um, which which one? <laughs> That's the thing. I would get some Bonnie Raitt road tested. Yeah. Um, 
Tom Petty, how about his greatest hits? And Lucinda Williams, Car Wheels on a Gravel Road. That's three. That's three. That's fine. That's beautiful. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Okay. Who is your favorite CWC host? Oh, that's impossible. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a tie. It's a toss-up. We'll say, uh, do I have to answer that? That's it. <laughs> Donna Paula. Paula Donna. <laughs> the names are most of the world. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I love that. I love that. So um, tell us, what has the rest of 2020, no, yes, no. 2021? Well, it's like getting out into the world. So hopefully playing live a little more for other humans. Um, I started a project right before it shut down that was kind of ambitious. (laughs) And it's like a little deer in the headlights with it now. Um, I had a residency, I started a project, a musical, which I've never written before, based on a story about birds. Okay. And I want to finish that. Um, yeah. That would be awesome. That Perfect. sounds awesome, yes. That's, 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 a, that's, a, that's a taller order right there. <laughs> but I'm also going camping in the woods in July. <laughs> and I'm going to be at a folk festival online, like this weekend. And... Um, yeah, just see, venturing out in the world. Hopefully, hopefully, um, play some more dates. And I just started a bunch of new songs, so I think it's more of a writing phase coming up than necessarily recording much yeah. the, the rest of the year. But um, yeah, that would be cool. Wonderful. Perfect. That's so cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This has been so much fun. Thank you. I thanks for having me. Great to meet you both, and I appreciate what you're doing. And um, look forward to more, to more. (laughs) So make sure you follow all of Deborah's um, links on social media: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, the website. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for doing this. This has been fun. All righty, thank you. Thank you all for joining us for another episode. Have a great day. If you enjoyed today's episode of Crazy Women Country, don't forget to give us a thumbs up. Be sure to click the subscribe button for new interviews weekly. And thank you, friends, for joining us today on Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter.